Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. Hey! Uh, you soon. never get it right. Hey, we've got five more weeks. I'm going to get it right. Because you're here live, The Musketeers After Show, BBC America. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks, here at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Good to see you, ladies. How are you doing? What's going on? Great, Lovely. We're great. So to introduce my fellow <laughs> fine people here at the table, to my right, Kate Aquilano. Hi guys. To my right, right, Liz Maui. To your left. No, that's no, he's going the right. Gotcha. I'm going the opposite hey way. And to my right, 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 or white to my left, Yell Teagle. Hi. Don't forget Marissa in the booth, dropping the ones and twos. What's up, guys? Eating those mozzarella sticks. Oh, yeah. yeah they look uh, real good. So delicious. <laughs> they are. Anyway, we just watched the BBC's Musketeers, episode five, The Homecoming, aptly named. Because someone came home for the first time in a long time. So, what did we think? Um, I think that we are continuing with the procedural aspect. Um, but we are getting backstory, which I like. Um, I'm, I feel like that's what we're doing is all we're doing this season is like, here's a backstory on this character. Yeah, let's, let's set him up a little more and get to know him. But yeah. nothing really happened going forward. So, I mean... It wasn't my favorite of the five. I agree. I think I think uh, I would have liked to know a little bit more. Like it would have been cool to even see some like maybe flashbacks of his childhood. Maybe I would have liked it a little bit more. It's still a good episode, mm-hmm. and I like that we get to learn a little bit about where he's from. But I don't think it it portrayed his background as elaborately as they say they did for like Athos or you know anybody. Because so. we really only got two characters of his past. Yes, and they were you know not talking about the past other than he lived there and left, and then there was a love triangle and. Whatever, yeah. Very limited backstory. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kate? What? Do you have something to add? Sure, he no. said. <laughs> Anything <laughs> additional? Well, I mean, we went on the line, and she was next, and I feel like she maybe... I, we skip. 
I know. Um, but I'll add. Sure. <laughs> Do you have anything additional? Wait, sure. I have something to add. Go ahead, y'all. No, I don't have anything oh. to add. But I think this backstory could have been like a portion of the episode mm-hmm. with something else, with another storyline running parallel. I didn't think it had to rule the whole episode. It didn't the yeah. entire episode? Yeah. We didn't get any more of the um, Milady storyline. I know. Where is Milady? She's in MIA for a couple I miss weeks. Constance in this episode. Yeah. She was missing yeah. this week. The only the lady queen was we gone. Had, yeah, the only lady we had was Flea. Yeah. She's and she's cool. adorable. Yeah. Yes. Fiona Glasscott, very adorable. Yeah. She should come on the show. Hey. <laughs> hey, Fiona, if you want to come on the show, we're here. Yeah. We we'll, love we're it. We're doing it. All right, let's talk about Porthos. Okay. Because our story starts out this week with Porthos passed out in the street. So funny, though. Like, I mean, just the, the whole drunken, and he's walking out with a melon. <laughs> so Porthos. Yeah. It's fitting. Melon. I mean, if you don't walk around with a melon on your birthday drunk, I don't know what you're doing for your birthday. Well, technically, it's not even really his birthday. It's just the day yeah. he that picked as a kid. Sad. So sad. Oh. oh, my God. And the lady in the bar, she looked so heartbroken when she heard that. Yeah. What oh. day would you pick if you could pick your birthday? June 2nd. Is that your actual birthday? Yes. Uh, so I thought. Um, I would pick December 25th so I'd have something to do. <sighs> That's a good one. Yeah. Why is that? Would you no. have something to do, though? I mean. Yeah, it would be my birthday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it would be harder to have people come for your birthday on that day. Why? Because they're all like away in vacations. Why? All y'all's friends are not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's oh, like, yeah, side oh, with me. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I see how it is. I can't be your friend and go near. Christmas birthday, even though it's not Christmas because it's your birthday. Yeah, okay. We're losing focus. Let's bring yeah. it back. <laughs> Yale's Jewish. She doesn't celebrate Christmas. We got it. Back to the Protestants and the Catholics. Yes. Yeah, what? That was really okay. confusing. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page. I just looking to see where it's going to go. All right. Anyway, so he wakes up and there's a dead body laying in the street with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do you wake up on your birthday after with a dead body next to you? Five times. It's At happened least a few times. A couple times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm shocked that this is the first time Porthos has gone through this. Because I, I feel like his drunken ways, this has ha- to happen, like, all the time. Like, every Friday. I guess they're probably surprised that it was a man that was dead next to them. Yeah. Oh, snap. Mm. <laughs> so, throughout the, the intro parts, we're getting flashbacks, though, of the night with him drinking, him shooting melon. Uh, Aramis's <laughs> yeah. melon head. Uh, <laughs> the melon on his head, rather. What, what a melancholy night. And apparently... Aww. We should have had some Let melon. Me yeah. Uh, you have time. this one. Never mind. Uh, I was going to go somewhere that, that I'm not. Good. No. So he <laughs> basically is a great shot when he's drunk. Mm-hmm. He's a terrible shot when he's sober. I, I don't think that's what they meant. I think they meant that he can shoot a melon off someone's head when he's drunk. But he is still a good shot when he's sober. Yeah, I think it's but more just like... Shooting him in the face? No, I think it's it's more of the... When you were in that situation, to shoot a melon off your friend's head, if you're sober... You were going to be so nervous. But mm-hmm. when you're drunk, you're relaxed and you trust your aim and that you know what you're doing because you are a trained marksman. That's there. what they exactly. meant. Exactly. Yeah, Ryan. Just shut you down. I mean, if you want to read between the lines and all the <laughs> subtext, I guess. Yeah. I want to analyze the show as opposed to just recap it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fine. Well done. Thank you for being here, Eagle. It's good to see you. You too. Anywho, <laughs> yes. All right, so we get our little arrest by the king's men. Mm-hmm. Porthos tries to fight them for a hot minute, but there's too many. It's mm-hmm. actually, I'm sorry, the cardinal's men. The yeah. red guards. Yes, the red. We finally see guards in red. Like, they're distinguishable. Of course, mm-hmm. they're just walking I'm by at the exact moment he wakes up, and he's like, oh, there's a dead body. Wait, oh, yeah, this is a bad situation. This does not look good. Yeah. He should have just kept laying on the ground, I think. It would have been safer. 
Yeah. Why? Because they wouldn't have maybe maybe they thought he was dead. He was too. a victim too. Yeah. Mm. Somebody came and shot this guy and knocked me out and mugged us. He ran away. Why is end of episode. Well, yeah, the episode the, yeah, yeah, done. End of episode. Done. Unless they're <laughs> trying to figure out who the murderer was, anywho. Well, I find it interesting though, because I feel like this is the first time, aside from the one episode where, you know, we were, they were talking about like slave trades and stuff. I feel like this is the one episode where we really do see some sign of like actual like racism toward mm-hmm. him, especially from the judge. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like so maybe it's just one of those things because, again, because he is in that situation and he isn't a white musketeer that, of course, oh, look at what they, he did. Oh, it's clearly his fault because he's not white. Yeah. He must have killed that guy. Well, um, yeah. It's, Clearly. The judge was very No, I'm harsh. agreeing with you. I'm yeah. just also saying it that way. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just think it was very interesting because, you know, we have gotten a glimpse of, of what was portrayed back then, but you don't really see it too apparent because he's still a musketeer. He's very well respected, but apparently not everybody feels that way regardless Only of what he among the is. musketeers. Yeah, yeah well, right. we haven't gotten it that much from other people either until up to this point. So. But he hasn't, yeah, they haven't interacted with too many other people right. yeah. other than the people they're with all the time. Right. But I agree that it was really interesting to see it in this um to see another instance of racism mm-hmm. because it is something that was prevalent and needed to be addressed. And mm-hmm. I like, I, it's going to sound like a weird sentence, but I like that they're showing the racism so that mm-hmm. we get an idea of what it's like. Yeah, it's historical. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yes. The, so the, anyway, the judge <laughs> says you did it. You are sentenced to death. No proof yeah. other than the fact that there was a body and he's dead and mm-hmm. he was there. And he says, dress your dog in a fine suit. Once a mongrel, always a mongrel. Disgusting. Yeah, basically. Well, yes, and because part of it was because his name, his last name is Duvalon, which was the name he basically chose, which is a royal name or a noble name in the town. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying just because he has a noble name doesn't make him a noble person. Oh, yeah. I thought I missed that part. I thought he was just referring to the fact that he was part of the Musketeers and he has a nice suit with the blue cape and mm-hmm. the hat. What? I'm sure that's his his. Suit is the musketeer's uniform, but yes. it, it gives another example of how Porthos came up in this. You know, we learned about his childhood and that he was a, a thief, and that what he did was he chose a name and he chose a birth date and he chose these things because he wanted to better himself and join the musketeers. And as because um, other people had them, mm-hmm. yeah, and they and worked him, really hard to get where he was. Yeah, and the captain it's, points out that he wanted to be a musketeer. He worked the hardest. Yeah, he wouldn't just throw it away because he worked so hard to get there. Yeah, definitely picked a good first name for himself, Porthos, other than Flea. Like, not... If you're going to pick your names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Flea, we'll get to you. Yeah. But not yet. Not yet. Because first, he is taken, or going to be taken, basically, to... The gallows. The gallows and be hung mm-hmm. immediately, says the judge. In the meantime, the musketeers are to delay so that yeah. Treville he, can yeah. go to the king, plea for a, a stay of execution. execution so he doesn't kill him too fast. And then in the meantime, Porthos is taken. Yeah. I was really I confused. I was like, people. who are these people? I, like, I love when he was like, wait, is that Athos? Athos? Yeah. Wow. And then he like punches him out. He's like, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> Nope. Something's not right here. <laughs> that's not well, no, friend. wait. Who is the one who punched him out when he had to get sewed up? In that what episode? Oh, Athos. It, yeah, ah. It, see, it, it could have been Athos anyway. Yeah. yeah. Athos knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that happens. Does I get punched in the jaw? No. Yeah. <laughs> Athos. What are you talking about? No way. All right. So the king and the cardinal are our next scene Mm -hmm. talking about a new modern France. So this is actually the the first time we've seen the king in a little while doing something that's like productive. And, you know, he wants to give back to the people that have given so generously to him and Mm -hmm. to better France. 
minus the area that they can't get rid of. So this sets up basically the whole plot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the card's like, no, we can't get rid of it. It gets where all the fleet people live. Yeah. <laughs> the the fleet people. people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The beggars and the thieves and the homeless and the dirty and the drunk and all the, the bad people that we don't want in town. The highway robbers, whores and vandals. Yes. Those two. Okay, them two. Oh, yeah. That's what they said. Yes, they everyone lives there that we don't like. Why did they say they called it the Court of Miracles again? Oh my god, that was such a great... It was a good... So basically, more things happen because people pretend oh. to be blind because, or pretend to be... Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was cutting the, the blind mask off the guy's face and cut his peg leg out... And it suddenly he's, yeah, it's it a miracle. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's like, I can oh, see and I can walk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was interesting too. I just thought he's like, you have the hands of a, of a musician. Go, Go get buy an instrument. An instrument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all miracles because yeah. suddenly they can see and walk yeah. when, yeah. when they're caught out. Got it. Got it. So it's kind of a joke on the area. Yeah. Sort of like flea bottom, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying that with the flea people. Uh, that was my thought in that statement. Uh-huh. Anyway, so they're trying to build a new better capital <laughs> and this is when we meet Karan. What? Sharon? Sharon? Karan. Yes. What? I'm Sharon. That's, that's a book. Not Wrong religion. <laughs> I'm also thinking about Karon, the boatman, the oh. ferryman, oh. who takes the souls to judgment. But yeah. we're also going to point out again the melancholy joke before we switch scenes. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Melancholy. Melancholy. It was a good That's so melancholy. Was a that was it's so melancholy business. funny. Can we just talk about how the king was trying to be punny and it was adorable? Yeah, it's cute. It was he, the first time I was like, oh, you're cute. Instead yeah. of like, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he makes the joke and like his smile, like he's so proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's melancholy business. I made a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did that there. Did you see what I did oh, there God. with the melons <laughs> and the... But he had like the huge you just smiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, now you can talk about the Well done, Yes. Ashley Walters making his appearance this week as our special guest, mm-hmm. one of a couple. Yes. He, yes. He is who saved Porthos. Uh-huh. And he is now basically the king of sorts for this of new... Sorts. The king. I love sorts. his, like, king chair in his, like, little room. I'm like, who gave you that? He made it. He stole you, it. Who made you this title? Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Do, yeah. do the others know? Have you told them? <laughs> I think the other people in the Court of Miracles do know that he is the king of sorts. That's why he said of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. I think he knows. Yeah, I think there's a hierarchy yeah. among the thieves yeah. in terms of who runs the show. And yeah. Who. He's the scariest. Yeah. yeah. He's the one you don't mess with. Yeah. Yeah. You let him go and walk away. And he throws good parties. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, he does. So, uh, I don't know if we're going to call them that. <laughs> It was all a plot to kill everyone. Anyway, yeah. so the uh, musketeers are on the mission now to find Porthos. Mm-hmm. And they're go- basically backtracking everything that they have learned. Aramis is talking with the old lady who we saw in the opening scene, who was the one that was so sad about Porthos not knowing his birthday. Mm-hmm. He, he was bought, he better looking than you. <laughs> no one is better looking than Aramis, except maybe Kiet Aquilano. And I don't. It doesn't. I don't match up to Aramis. No, I'm like down here, Aramis. You don't have a hat. Aramis, yeah, you I don't know. have a hat. <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest with you. The cardinal. <laughs> the, uh, I don't. I can't agree with you. I can't. Listen. I can't. We know how you feel about the cardinal. Okay. And since this is CSI Paris. Yeah, this was so was, CSI Paris. I love the morgue. Sad. I mean, I know we're going to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're that getting scene. there. Are we there? No, actually, we're. I actually wrote CSI Paris on my notepad when we were talking because this is when D'Artagnan and Aramis are looking at the area where the body was. And yeah, like, there's yeah. no bone. There's no blood. There's no blood. He, you know, he must not have been killed here. Or, you know, yeah. he must have been shot 
from close range because yeah. the brain would have splattered everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, you guys know too much. Like, I'm just... They're battlefield men. I know. And no, so this is... The next scene is now they are in the morgue mm-hmm. examining the body. Can I just say it's so funny? And I know they didn't have, like, the technology with, like, you know, fingerprints and everything yet, but they're so, like, high-tech, like, quote-unquote high-tech CSI in the street. But then he's like, oh, what's this evidence? I'm going to just touch it. And he's touching the, like, little well, time piece. you can touch it because there's no fingerprints. I know, but it's funny to me. <laughs> Laugh with me. Ha! <laughs> All right. I love, on. I love when he's talking to the coroner who's examining the body. He's like, it, it, he was killed of a gunshot. When, why are you cutting him up? And he's like, well, you know. Cadaver, you can learn a we lot. We can learn. But yeah. I love that um, Aramis is like, well, you know, it clearly was shot from a close range. Mm-hmm. And the coroner is like, well. Speculation. Yeah, you don't know that. That's circumstantial. Yeah, you don't know this. Um, but, like, that's the beginnings for somebody who loves, you know, CSIs and NCIS, NCIS. and all that. Like, this is the beginning of that. It was beautiful. There's always the body that they're examining and they're yeah. like trying to figure out how it was killed. And then yeah. it must have been murder. <laughs> yeah. like, I've seen this episode. Oh, yes. I've seen this one, too. Luckily, our heroes will win out. Mm-hmm. As always. All right. So this is when we uh, now meet Flea, which we've talked about for a Flea. minute. Flea! Wow. Not, that, that was, was actually a really good that, harmony. <laughs> kind of nice. Not the bass player from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Unfortunately. Was there some irony in the fact that I used the word Harmony. For Harmon, no of the Mark. No. Yeah, no, we get it. We get okay. it. Okay. Anyway, so she's a pretty tough cookie here uh, in the f- the neighborhood that is the city of miracles. Or I feel like you said that funny. Court of she's miracles. a pretty tough cookie here. She's know, like the, you said it like the queen-ish. Of she the could be the queenish. Yes. Well, because she's Porthos' ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And yeah. now she's with Sharon. Yeah, her and Sharon are now together. Mm-hmm. Because Porthos left. Yeah. And he wanted her to go with him. But she said that I knew this place is for me, and um, and I knew it wasn't for you, so I let you go because I loved you. That's cute. And then, of course, they did. It hits it. you right here. Yeah. That's a soft spot. And then I she know. hit her. He hit her right there. And then yeah. Cute scene. You know what else happens? Athos shows up. Yeah. Looking for Porthos. That's right. He does. Mm-hmm. And then we got, uh, you know, Sharon. 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 We'll get it, we'll get it right. It but Sharon, was, you know, basically Sharon. saying to like back off, he's with us now. He's or happy he, here. He doesn't want to see you, to which they know he, he's, it's BS because yeah. they even that's when they made the mark of he's wanted musk, to be a musketeer way harder than anybody. He wouldn't just leave it. Mm-hmm. So they know that he doesn't know. Dude, they totally left him hanging by not saving him and showing up. Stupid musketeers. They were right they they were said there. Well, I know. They that's left the him thing. Hanging. If you had waited like uh, a minute. Not even. They the musketeers shot, would be there. The musketeers shot, shot one of the Yeah, the Arcanian uh, shot the guy thieves, the back. Yeah. yeah, that's when they found the mark of the criminal where they knew to go to the Court of yeah, Miracles. So, yeah. Which, what it was, it looked like a freaking butterfly or something. What was that? It looked it like the Florida, Florida Lee. Lee. Yeah, I think it was a Florida Lee. Which okay. is weird to be a mark of the criminal. Yeah. yeah. They're in France, you know? Why not? I guess. <laughs> sure. in the neck. Yeah. Sure, why not? Sure. Okay, so... <laughs> With the evidence that they found, mm-hmm. they take it to the father of the victim, who we later find out his name is Jean. And the victim's father's body's guard, secret one-handed man. Sure. I'm just making stuff up as I go along. Yeah. All right, so they show him the necklace and basically tell him that his son is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice of them to let him down easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, dead. What, what no, is he, like, okay? Is he, is he in trouble? He's dead. He's dead. Injured. Athos is so like no yeah, like he is not a be cool. Yeah. I could have at least said sorry to say, but no, but no, no, no. It's no time for that. It's very straightforward. They have to definitely figure out what to, they get to get to the bottom of this. So there's no time for guys. He's dead. Chivalry. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. 
Dead? Dead. 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 So you know who's not dead? Who's not dead? Flea and Porthos. Yeah. Oh, they're not. Ooh. No, they're the Definitely opposite. They're, Definitely. Not. they're doing like the opposite of what dead people do. Yep. Well, so <laughs> they're all talking about Porthos is leaving. This is where I was really hoping that they would get like more backstory. Yeah. Because they're like, this is like your ideal time that you could throw in. Hey, do you remember that time when we did that thing and the stuff happened? Right. Pillow yeah. talk is the ideal time. That, no, no. This is before the pillow talk. Oh, okay. This oh. is when the three With of them. The are, three of them. Yeah, they're all like oh, hanging out, sitting around, sorry. and he's all like trying to get the bullet out of like Sh- Sharon. No, no, that's not yet. Oh, that happens later. <laughs> Damn it. Yes, but you're they right. could talk about that then too. Yes, so. they could have. Yeah, there could have been several moments. It could have been pillow talk flashback. Do you remember when we used to do this other thing? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you were talking about what they used to do. Okay, sorry. Flashbacks. Yeah. Flashbacks. Right. Pillow Not talk. dead. Pillow okay. talk. Yeah. yeah. Dead. Wow. He's dead. My brain, he's my brain dead. went somewhere else with that. Obviously. But he's dead. Mm-hmm. So this would, I think, to me, this would have been an ideal time, though, to add in some story. Because they're talking about the past together, mm-hmm. sitting around, mm-hmm. reminiscing about when he lived there, before he left, and why he left. I mean, mm-hmm. they throw in, like, you were the best thief. Like, you you know, little tidbits you, here and there, but not anything specific or a story. It says to him that, that you loved the, the thrill, the adventure, the and the danger. brotherhood. And yeah, he's the like, danger. yeah, I found that. No, yeah. but he gets an honorable brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to which he's questioned, oh, so criminals. No, have, there's no honor in these. Yeah. yeah. Which there, there might. But that's not what I meant. But you know what? It's just funny because, you know, you get to the end of this episode and it's like, I mean, I would have just thrown back at freaking uh, – Sharona. I keep on like wanting to say Sharona or something like Sharon. Uh, but like at the end of the episode, I wish like he just threw it at him when they found out like – you know, flashing forward too much, we'd be like, ha, see, there is no honor and brotherhood. Look what you're doing. So just, you know, kind of proved him right for joining the musketeers there. That's true. Just saying. Okay. The end. Carry on. Are we, are we carrying on? <laughs> Go on. Oh, we're carrying on. Okay. Go. So in the next scene, D'Artagnan, Aramis. I'm sorry. Not, yes. D'Artagnan. Yes. That's, I was right. D'Artagnan, Aramis, and Athos are still on the hunt trying to find Porthos, trying to find information uh, and they go into this room and find all these burnt letters. A thief shows up to shoot them. This is when you thought, Liz, when we were watching it, that it was the father's assistant. Yeah. Like I he saw, had the same we, eyes. We, yeah, because, like, in the last scene where you saw him, he's just standing blankly with, like, these big blank eyes. And then in the scene where whoever it is is putting they on the mask, on the eyes. it's the same damn blank stare eyes. When well, so. he shows up again a couple more times later in masks. So yes. then they actually show him this yeah. time putting the mask on. So we do know that that was correct. Yes. Well done. Yay! Yay! For Yay! calling it when it's happening. I like what, when we're watching the episode and we try to like guess, like, oh, it's got to be this guy because this is going to happen yeah. with these yeah. people. I would also like and to point I'm out. And then I'm always wrong. <laughs> It'll come. It's okay. One day. Your, your day will come. Okay. I think, and I also want to just say that I called out that I knew when we were trying to figure out who did what and who's involved with what, like Flea was the one who was, who was making a point to be like, well, I would remember if I murdered someone. So I right off the bat knew like she has no idea what's going on. She's – yeah. I don't think she knows anything. She wouldn't remember. I think I would remember if I murdered somebody. Yeah. I mean, I remember. Never mind. <laughs> you remember that one time? Yeah. That one mind. time. I, I mm-hmm. know where you're going. It's a spider. I remember. I talking about a spider. Mm-hmm. Killed a spider. Yep. So anyway, in the information that they found in the burnt letters. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of gunpowder. There was a lot of gunpowder. A lot. Order. There was a lot of stuff that they were trying to figure out because they also found the name of a Protestant pastor. 
and the information related to the Catholics and the Protestants, which mm-hmm. is in this time period was a very prevalent thing because mm-hmm. of the hatred among the religions. Because mm-hmm. they're all because wrong. you're not believing in Jesus like I'm believing in. But Jesus. then it was like confusing because his father was one religion, and then like before court to have like good standing, changed to another religion, and then the so the son fa- was the father not and happy. son were both Protestant, no. and then the father switched to Catholicism. Catholic. However, to they be didn't popular with the court to be popular with the court, but the Catholic. People still hate the Protestants. So the Protestant pastor basically said his son is still a devout Protestant. Huguenot? Huguenot? No. Huguenot? That was not what you're looking for. That was based on the the, the paper. That was He was a Huguenot leader. Ah. Not even relevant. Ah, okay. Only that they knew there was religion involved. And so that's where the, why it was confusing because yeah, he switched. Was but really, switching. whose side was he on? And then really was it an elaborate plan because he was – not on his side, but was he on his side? Was he just using it to get in? Which we do find out that it was an elaborate plan mm-hmm. that he was pretending to be Protestant to get in the basement to set up all the gunpowder in the printing room. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel like you have something you want to add. No, not at all. I'm still wrapping my mind around these different religions. <laughs> okay. Guys, don't confuse the Jew. Just keep going. Are you sure? Yeah. We got it. They were one religion. They changed to another, but they were still plotting yeah, with I the other it. religion. Pope, no pope, pope. Right. Jesus, no Jesus, Jesus. I got it. They Let's both go. had Jesus. Yeah, they're both Jesus. I'm talking about Judaism as well. That's not in the, There's no, no Jesus. Don't confuse it. I'm, trying to, throw, I'm trying to throw you all off really, really hard now. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah. moving right along to the, the Jew, no Jew, Protestant, no Catholic, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all. No, we just find out that he had switched sides. And he was only doing it to be popular. So in the end, what was the master plan? The Catholic people wanted to hurt the Protestant people, but really they only wanted to kill all the poor people. Oh, right. I understand killing poor people. That, why did they get rid of yeah, that? Right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The, and that's why the father bought up all the land yeah. so that when all the poor people were gone, they could charge rent for this really nice area that's just infested with poor people who don't pay rent. Sounds... Well, they were going to kill all the poor people. Yeah. By blowing them up. Yes. Yes. Blowing them up. With now them. you have to... Yeah. Now you have to rent out places with dead body parts everywhere. Listen, I cleaned it up. Dead body parts are way better than poor people. That's true. <laughs> Who wants Whoa. poor people floating Any around? Any poor people that were still alive would then get hired to clean out the dead bodies. Yeah. I just want to go on record to say that I'm actually pretty poor. So for any poor viewers listening, we have no hate against you, depending on your finances. <laughs> we're talking about the show. Okay. I'm talking so about we're all, poor people. We're all broke here. <laughs> Listen, Liz, there might be a car bomb in your car later. Who knows? Whoa. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, so speaking of getting shot and killed, I feel that like car. this show just went. We just too went far. down. No, I'm, I'm speaking of getting shot and killed. This is the scene when Porthos and Tyrone are hanging out, and the guy comes in and shoots at them. But we yeah. don't really know who his target Porthos is. Porthos and who? Sharon. Sharon. Okay. Sharon. Oh, did I said Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Sharon as well. Sorry. Sharon. <laughs> mm hmm. I'm going to write that down right now. She So who was he aiming at? We never found out. Uh, I think he was aiming at Sharon. And here's why. Yeah. Because we later discover that Sharon is actually working with um, the victim, Jean's father. And I think that the reason they were going to kill Sharon is because you, then you tie up tie all the ends. ends. Also, because mm-hmm. apparently they were not only just the tying up loose ends, but Sharon was saying near the end that, oh, there's more money coming. Why would they want to pay him more money? Yeah. So. Good point. Never. Kind of blue sense. Just kill him off. Mm-hmm. All right. Genius. Makes sense. Well, he doesn't get killed. He just gets shot. Mm-hmm. Porthos fixes the wound in the time. Him and Flea decide to uh, make up for lost time. Well, because she 
She, she always loves him. The only reason she was with Sharon is because Bortha's left. left. And that's the reason Sharon stayed, as we find out later, that he wanted to go, but he wanted Flea more. Right. Very, inter- oh. very interesting, too, about how the, the way she worded it. She's like, well, I have respect for him because he, he w- wanted to be here, too, like me. And he's mm-hmm. like, I thought you loved him. So yeah. he's like, eh, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we didn't. You go to figure he didn't. Uh, Sharon didn't really love her so much, but we'll get to that in a minute. So uh, yeah. Listen, she wanted to be the queen. What do you have to do when you're the queen? Mm-hmm. Suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> All right. Wrong turn of phrase. No, Can you, nope. I feel like that was right on cue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. All right. I'm sticking with what I said. So, All right. So this is where the plot is revealed. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So the musketeers do discover all these information in the father's house about mm. all the property and all the plans. We see him uh, talking to the, the cardinal. cardinal. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Go on. Finn, continue. Well, I wasn't listening to that scene. You were totally listening. You were just staring at the cardinal. I was staring. She at was distracted by the cardinal. Yeah. Well, it's basically it's just a monsieur. Well, the father was uh, Emile, Emile, Emile de Mavosin. I can't read my handwriting. Victim's father. Monsieur. The victim's father. Uh, yeah, he's just basically going over with the cardinal over. You know, like yes, everything's set in motion. Mm-hmm. You know, this place is going to be gone. It's just a stain. But we get reasoning as well behind yeah. why. Because yeah. his family has lost all their money, mm-hmm. and this is a way for him to get back into the prominence that his family name once had. Right? Yes. And so this is the reason he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Catholics or Protestants at this point. It's just yep. about money. Nope. Yep. Which is funny because the pre- Protestants and Catholics are mostly about money, too. So It's all about money. There's something mm-hmm. fitting in that, I think. Okay. I mean, you know, and then my Jesus is better than your Jesus. I love how he cares so much about – well, I don't want to skip ahead, but I was just like – I was going to say, I love how he cares so much about his family title and name. And it's like, but didn't – your your son is dead. Well, he don't says – Don't you think you yeah. care about the – it, le- legacy continuing. Like, I, I feel like it was. It was. It reminded me a lot of like honor killings, where like the son didn't do what he needed to do for the family, and so he killed he, for the greater good. Yeah, so he had to kill him because he wasn't going to help the family get what they needed. Yeah, but yeah. No, I agree. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Go on. That's it. I feel like that was a good story, and I wanted you to continue. That was it. Okay. The moral so, is don't disappoint your parents. <laughs> <laughs> or they'll kill you. Yeah. yeah. Great. Don't do it. That's okay. And that's what frame we a musket That's what we learned especially, from Especially <laughs> yes. if you come from a Protestant That's what we learned family. from TV. Yeah. Not to kill your children. Mm-hmm. Or kill them if they don't do their job. Yeah. Let the kids behave. <laughs> yes. This is a, a priority announcement. Mm-hmm. All right. So we find that the father killed the son, as we know. And also, Porthos is having these flashbacks throughout remembering the things that have happened. He's, like, seeing things. I just wanted him to keep drinking. I, I knew like, it would come back to him if he kept drinking. I like how he sees it like we see it, but, like, he sees it in, like... Well, there was the one scene where he actually is, like, looking at the body and the killer where you would see it through his eyes, but when, like, you see him standing there, like, holding a melon, it's like, how do you see yourself? <laughs> like, Who's seeing you? Is there a mirror? Who's seeing you? Is there a mirror? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> is this a flashback? So, is this flashback. a vision? There's no rules in flashbacks. Yeah. No, there isn't. Also, there's no rules in drunken remembrances. Yeah. True. Touche. Yeah. There should be a rule that you need to hold a melon when you're drunk, though. Like, blackout drunk. I'm on it. Hold a melon. New rule. Second what back. kind of melon? Keep watermelon. going. Okay. Watermelons are too heavy. It was green. It wasn't a watermelon. It wasn't a watermelon. Uh-huh. It was a gourd. Anywho. <laughs> 
You're a gourd. <laughs> Poor those has was basically in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes. Mm-hmm. He came out. He finds the father after seeing him argue with the son. The mm-hmm. father had killed him in the street, and Sharon knocked him out. Mm-hmm. S- sucks that it was Porthos. And that's why when Porthos was accused of murdering um, Jean, the criminals under the um, leadership leadership of Sharon, thank you, uh, go and kidnap yeah. him and bring him back to the Court Keep of Miracles. Sick, yeah. as, as bad of a person as he is, he couldn't mm-hmm. have that on his conscience. They're yeah. like, they were, fr- you know, Listen, they grew we're up together. Genocide on an entire community. But, but let me yeah. say, my Porthos. friend Porthos from 10 years ago, we'll get that guy. But he, I mean, he also convinces Porthos that he needs to leave town. And we initially thought that the reason um, Sharon was saying Porthos leave town is because Sharon actually killed the guy. Mm-hmm. But um, no, he was trying to save his life and yeah. save himself. And that's why he um, and Flea were also. Do you think, or do you town. think he was maybe wanting uh, Porthos gone so that Flea would stick around with him still? But he was going to leave with Flea. Right. But if Porthos leaves separately, then they don't all go together. And then Flea doesn't go with Porthos. You know, say the Maybe. say the say the plot succeeds. Say Porthos and Flea and Sharon escape and everyone's blown up. Mm-hmm. Then what? Flea only was staying there because she liked being there, and she was only with him because she was there. So, so does so she Porthos now go with Porthos? I think not because I think Porthos would have gone back to the Musketeers. Yeah, well, he still does. But does Flea go back to the Musketeers as well, or to no, that life no. in Paris? I don't or, think. Like she said at go? the end, they have two different lifestyles. Yeah. But it, say the place was exploded then what she has nowhere to go yeah but she still would have gone she's not gonna become a musketeer yeah she's more of a flea bottom kind of girl she could be a lady of the night yeah but she wouldn't want to she's so much better than that yeah Yeah, she's look at how good she is at pickpocketing yeah okay well you sleep with the dude when you as the plot is being revealed we find out that Porthos is trying to save him because he finds the gunpowder. Mm-hmm. And then we realize that it he's was... So dense he's like, come on, let's hey. go, guys. No, no, he just like goes to find a Sharon, Sharon and he's like, Sharon, I gotta oh show God. you something. Look what I found. You gotta, you gotta come <laughs> too. Like, and then Sharon's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like, yes. It was We're not talking about Jesus anymore. We've moved past that. <laughs> we are talking about Jesus. We did. Okay, fine. Yes. But he had to lead him to it and then... What was the point when Flea came in? I just like forgot. Well, well she was, oh, she was already she was talking to him. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And then he pulls the. He's like, "Come on, we have to like disarm these gun. Yeah, we gotta powers, get the fuse, whatever." Away. And then he's like, "No," pulls the gun on him, and Bam. Flea's like, "What?" He's like, "You or me?" Well, quoi? There's no choice. Yeah. So. And then Flea gets shot. That, yeah, th- that was that necessary? I really thought she got shot in the face. Just the way the whole scene <laughs> played out where she kind of jumped and you saw her arm. and She grabbed the gun. You would think it was pointing more toward her face. I thought she got shot in the heart and mm-hmm. was going to die. Yeah. That I, I was been, surprised she didn't die. Yeah. It, I, I like Flea. I really do. I don't think she needed to live. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe she'll come up in some future episodes. We never know. That's what I'm saying. I don't that's think that's probably. necessary. But yeah. I think it was funny because I think it was Kate or somebody mentioned, like, there's no blood. I'm like, I'm like, where's, where's the blood? And I was guys. like, the corset is so tight that there is no yeah. blood There is no blood. Uh, Possibly. That's why she was so uh, pale. Like, her top half was just no blood. Yeah. That that's makes sense. that's why I'm so pale. Yeah. It's this belt. The top uh-huh. half is too tight. It's definitely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then sh- what? And then she's not dead? She's not dead. Not no. dead? Not dead. Okay, not dead. Not dead. Sharon runs off. Mm-hmm. Porthos runs after him. The musketeers take action. Finally, they, yeah. Finally, <laughs> like we get some sword fighting and stuff Seriously, in this scene. It's yeah. about time, you musketeers. Yeah. I like it. I, in my notes, I wrote stopping villains and saving Porthos. Basically, uh, 
That was it. That was, that's the storyline right there. Yep. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Hey! Dun, dun. When you hear that music come in, you know it's just going to be like montage sword fights. Yeah. Me getting mad because I keep on staring at Darth D'Artagnan's hatless head. What was funny Not to me when I we talk about... Say. Hatless head? Nope. Letting it go. The procedural <laughs> aspect of this episode, I feel like there was very much like a montage of finding evidence and like mm-hmm. taking action. Mm-hmm. Like there are these in procedural episodes and like that kind of movie all the time where yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, we found something. Let's... Learn a bunch of stuff, tell a bunch of people, and then solve the case. Yeah, that's basically what happens. It's basically yeah. that's like that's like the Scooby Doo guys. That's a montage. Yeah, it's for a sure, montage. I love. Gonna have a montage because so you need the, a montage. It kept on going in my head the entire time watching the episode. Hey, Rocky Four has a montage. Yeah. Okay. So we learned though that <laughs> okay. Sean only wanted Flea, and that was the reason he stayed behind with Porthos that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me though that he's he wants her. But he wants money. Like, I don't know. Does he want her more than money? Or does he want money more than her? Yeah. He wants a better life. I think what do you he, think about that? he thought that he wanted her more than anything else. But when she doesn't want to leave, and he's like, no, like, I'm going to get us a better life. And, I'm, you know, it's for us. And she doesn't want to do it. And then he accidentally shoots her. Mm-hmm. And then leaves. And I'm out. Yeah. Um, runs off. You kind of see realizes, his priorities. Yeah. And I think he, you know, to make this deal in the first place. He knew he was gonna kind of go away from her. Mm-hmm, as yeah. much as he probably didn't want to, he wanted yeah, money and a enti- different lifestyle. The more. entire reason she wasn't in on it, yeah. basically. Yeah. Because um, she wouldn't have agreed. I feel like he would have incorporated her into it if she, yeah. she if he thought she would agree to it, but mm-hmm. he knew she wouldn't. Maybe he could have asked her beforehand if he really loved her. That's what you do. You communicate. Communication. It's key. key. Yeah. But he that was cute. only <laughs> loved her because he couldn't really have her. Because she belonged to Porthos. And even when they no, were together. She doesn't belong to anybody. I n- <laughs> yes. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. I think that's only funny to you and me. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so the, the Musketeers all show up fighting and getting into action, which I'm glad finally happened. Porthos, as he's talking the whole time with Sean, Basically fights him, says, I don't want to fight you, gives him the knife, leaves. You knew it was so going to happen. You knew when he drops, yeah, he drops the knife right next to him, turns around, you know what's going to happen. Know. And it's like, I love the knife, too, because it's so evil looking. It's got, like, this, like, hook to it almost. It's just, it's very menacing. The leather-wrapped like, handle. Incredibly menacing looking. And it just, <laughs> but I just got so annoyed, though. I mean, I feel like he knew what was going to happen if he followed him. Like, do you yeah. think that he knew the musketeers were there and that he would no. get killed? No. I think he wasn't worried about him attacking him because he knew he could take him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he was going to really kill really him, wanted. then he would yeah. Yeah, fight back. He could fight him if he really wanted to. Yeah. But unfortunately, Aramis, Aramis is there with his sharp pointed dagger that he uses <laughs> on everything. Yeah. In unison, they said again. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so he basically kills him. Did you think Basically, at this point he he's dead? <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. Fine, he's dead. He's dead. Did you feel bad for him getting killed at that point? Did you feel like there was any redeeming qualities about Sharon? I, I feel like this is where I also miss that there weren't really any flashbacks to their their relationship prior to you him. You didn't have joining. any attachment to him. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. If we learned more about who he was as a character, why he became Athos's like or uh, Porthos's best friend, and and why they were all like 
haha thick as thieves <laughs> you know like why <laughs> i'm sorry but why you're like the king you're so punny uh, <laughs> smile anyway but i just feel like i would have maybe cared a little bit more i don't think the character was necessarily evil evil like yeah you're blowing up everything that's pretty screwed up but like he just wanted a better life for himself and I think anybody who would be born and raised in that kind of situation and to aspire for more and want that I mean it's kind of like yeah I feel bad for him because in the end he he was kind of like okay that he died because he knew no matter what he was always going to be stuck in those slums so it's kind of sad like I felt sad for him but I wasn't to the character itself it was more like the situation not so much the character but he finally escaped the situation. That's yeah. When he says like, "I told you I was getting out of here," yeah, it was like, eh, yeah, I do feel a little it's bad. Such a weird angle, though. It was neck was all like, I just it's very which is like sort of similar to last face. week we saw with Marzak when he was shot by Aramis when he was like, you know, it's better to die a musketeer than yeah, you know, Aramis mm-hmm. is really racking up the body count. Yeah. That's how he knows about when you shoot a guy from a foot away with the bullet hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he knows his killing everybody. He has eye skills. Yeah, he is a forensic, uh, you know, criminologist. I feel yeah, a, I feel it the analysis. first. Yeah, the it's, one and only. Just a little bit like Dexter is like analyzing everything. And he's, he's like blood splatter. splatter. He it. it was shot at this angle yeah. from that balcony. Yeah, and he's dreamy. Like he's got those those devil eyes. Devil may care eyes. <laughs> uh, mm. Can't help it. Oh, Santiago Cabrero, how we love you. Like I you're do. all staring at me like awkwardly <laughs> I like, as him. I go into this little rant. Okay, so this is actually my favorite part of the episode when the father's writing the confession to Porthos so he's free after you know the whole plot is revealed to Treville. Mm-hmm. And you know, Treville's like, Well, it's you know, it's past twelve and there's no explosions. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The guy's just sitting there like Damn. I have a question though. I have an answer. When Treville's like, okay, he confessed everything, does Treville ever realize that the Cardinal and the King knew about all of this? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Cardinal gets away with Cardinal it again. Cardinal gets away with everything. Man. Yeah. The Cardinal's smarter than that. He's, he probably put it all up into the hands of this guy. His oh, yeah, name sure. wasn't on anything. Oh, yeah. I mean. Absolutely. He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you. Get it. Okay. He extends sure. him a gentleman's courtesy. Yes. At the end of this episode. Because... He is not going to prison. Uh, yeah. I just... Well, he wouldn't have gone to prison. He would have been killed anyway, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but still, he, hung. It's better for him to go this way. This is very much gentlemanly as opposed to being ridiculed in public and have your mm-hmm. name smeared by people all around you. Yeah. It, he's still, like, thinking about the family name. He's like, I have a brother that'll yeah, take over and hopefully he'll lead it better than I did. So he's still thinking about, like, restoring the family name. It's always about legacy. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I really don't think those guys were really like. Was he? He was Catholic, but he was really Protestant. He was. Yes. Catholic. Yeah. But he's, he, he, he was he not. Should no, he not was. have believed. He shouldn't have uh, killed himself then. Purgatory. Here he comes. Yep. For a long time. Something like that. Hell or something. It doesn't matter. He's not coming back. <laughs> Which is sad, but sort of okay. I really like that the captain was really part of the investigation this week. Yeah. Up until now, he's just been like, they go and talk to him, and he's like, we'll go and do this. We'll go get get it done. Yeah. I know. I like that he was really, like, involved this week, and I hope that that continues. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing from, like, last week's episode. He was kind of more involved as a character, too. Mm -hmm. So I hope that that's, like, a building thing that they're getting at. I like him. When it's showing, like, a a common ground of respect and... How much they care for each other. You mm-hmm. know, they are friends. They are brothers. or family. He's like everybody's like uncle, or dad. I won't say dad. Not too much dad. Definitely, maybe uncle. He's the, the uncle that He's you the like uncle. to hang out with and have drinks with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pretty much. Talk dirty. Uncle's like, about. let me. What? 
Never mind. <laughs> you're, you're girls. You wouldn't understand. Uh, disagree. Well, would not you yell? You're more, more than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, did you think at the end when there was this little like scene after everything is all wrapped up with Flea and Porthos that maybe they were gonna work out? No. No. <laughs> That's why I was surprised that she lived. Yeah. I just I feel like they it, were never gonna be together. No. I mean, he already chose his path, and she I mean, didn't get blown up. So and that's, she chose hers. Exactly. Okay. And and also took his little mini change that purse. It's like they could go together or not. Yeah. You, no, that's fine. It's I mean, like, he made the way. joke, like, I guess I could, like, take a walk with the whores and the something and, I don't know, mm-hmm. made, like, a reference to her, I guess, and she's like, well, got the change purse. So. Yeah. Always a thief to the end. Think yeah. of thieves they are. And then the boys make up. That um, and they didn't bring a horse! Yeah, they didn't bring him a horse. <laughs> it was cute, though. Like, they were just, like, talking about it and they're like, hey, you know... We, we really did come for you, and we wanted to help you. Like, don't get mad. It wasn't our fault. Yeah. He lied. He didn't tell you that, that I came, and I was, like, looking for you. So, like, hey, what's going on? And then he's like, did any of you guys doubt me for a minute? And they both, like, look at D'Artagnan, because he was, in the beginning, he was like, do you guys think maybe? Maybe he did. Yeah. And he's like, never for a second. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. nope. nope. You're good. Never We're ever. friends to the end. The brotherhood. Till they die. Without hey. a horse. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to add to this fine episode of Musketeers, episode five? No, I think it's time for... I think it's time to talk about what's going to happen next week on the Answer Bus. And now... I wish we saw the flashy lights. I don't. Just blink really fast. It's the same thing. That's not nearly as cool as a flash. That's going to make my headache worse. I'll just shake my leg. Liz, what do you think is going to happen next week? Um, Well, we were kind of making a joke before that like all these episodes are going into the past of each of the, the musketeers so now we're going to get a little bit of uh, Aramis what Aramis's backstory Aramis's backstory I mean I, I I love the scenes because they flash by so quickly and I'm just like it's like literally this is it's going in my head uh, Aramis a baby with a young lady oh the maybe cardinal the, maybe the baby's him who is it was that the Constance? cardinal what's going on and yeah and I'm really okay and again where the hell is Milady? like I really want Milady to show and up. I, I always feel like when I watch those like the uh, coming up next, I always wonder if it's like on next week's episode or next this season. Because yeah. like, I, like I think it's next week, but yeah. it's cut so crazy yes. short, and I'm like, wait, I just I don't know what just happened, yeah. but just, I'm excited to see it. But there's a lady with a baby, and I'm like, okay, who? Like that's the one that I was focusing on. I'm like, <laughs> did you get somebody knocked up, or Aramis. is that yours? Is it a sister? Who is? I don't know, but we'll see. It's definitely about him. The end. Um. <laughs> Also, Yo. the king's mom's coming to town. Yeah, and it looks like the she's queen trying. Queen Regent is cracking the whip. She's trying to um, persuade the cardinal to come help her with whatever she's working on. Yeah, it's what is she human. working on? I don't know, but I like the idea of old lady trying to persuade the cardinal. Oh. I hope the lady. The lady's going to be a little jealous. Yeah. He's like, no, that's my role. I want to see it. Slow your roll. Yeah. Let it happen. Will Lady have like a sexual thing with the Cardinal? Yes. Oh, okay. Only because no, Milady has a sexual maybe. thing for whatever she wants. Yeah. yeah. That's she uses. I don't know if she actually does. I just yeah. hope so. I yeah. feel like they have a different relationship than that. I want Milady and my man. Milady and my man. That's what I want. Get Aquilano. I want, I just made a little observation during that uh, episode tonight. Like, a musketeer is in trouble. And there's only the other three of them. Like, where are the other musketeers? Yeah, I said yeah. that earlier this week. I was like, there must only be four musketeers. So maybe we could see some more of them. 
And like you're, they're not, there's just not four. Well, three because D'Artagnan's not technically. He is, but I think he, he just hasn't. I think he's like a, a he's in training, a training trainee officer. He's he a probie. He graduated. He's, yeah, that's what I was gonna yet. say. Uh-huh. He is a probie. Um, but yeah, so that would be. I just want made a comment, and I hope they fix that, and I want to see more musketeers. But the same lady needs to come back. Mm-hmm. Constance. Yeah. And Constance D'Artagnan. is back. I showed her in the preview because she's fighting. She's sword fighting. I think Porthos is what it looked like, or some Ooh, other random. She's still stranger. on nice. the like. Yeah. She wants to be cool trained like tough. a yeah. She's gonna be the first lady musketeer. That's right. Sweet. She's gonna become a musketeer before D'Artagnan, probably <laughs> yeah. at this rate. Yeah. She'd look really good in a hat. Yeah. She would be. Those yeah. hats would look good on anyone, I think. Yeah. No, not anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Especially D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to get that up next week. We'll find out soon enough. Yeah. And then tune in right after here at AfterBuzz TV, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Because we love Musketeers. Because we love Musketeers. Hey, Yelled Eagle, where can the people find out more about you? The people can find out more about me on Yell.TV. That's Y-A-E-L.TV. And on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Google Plus, at Yelteagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I apologize for all the letters. It's a lot of letters. It's not your fault. It's your parents. Uh, I know. Lizard's Maui, where can they find out more about you? Hi, guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me on other panels on Sunday nights. I also do Sword Art Online and The Legend of Korra before this lovely show. And I also will be found with Yale on Dominion on Thursday nights. Yep. Oh, Kate Aquilano. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kate Aquilano. Aquilano is spelled A-Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-O. Again, sorry for all the letters. Yep. And you can find me on Wednesday nights right here for the Young and Hungry After Show. Okay. And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92. I'm sorry, it's so easy. 92. Yeah. That's that right. easy. Um, I don't know Facebook, how to spell Twitter, that. Instagram, so. uh, Twitter, RyanHooks92. Get it. We'll see you there. Catch you guys next week on AfterBuzz TV's Musketeers. <laughs> and I'm out. Ow. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.